Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Hey, hey, all right. How many of you out there listening either love organizing, like organizing your stuff and are super excited to hear from an expert or you groan? When I talk about decluttering and organizing, either way, you are going to love today's episode because I have the queen bee of all things organization. She is the CEO of Get Organized HQ, and I've been following her for years, and she is going to be teaching you a specific organizational strategy that I had not heard before that I've been using, and it's a game changer. So super duper excited. Let's go ahead and kick things off. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife. Just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. All right, everybody, welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. I have an amazing guest with you guys here today. I have been giddy with excitement to get Laura Smith on the show. Laura runs Get Organized HQ. You can see why I have such a passion and love for everything that she does. If you know iHeart Planners, it was formerly iHeart Planners that is now Get Organized HQ. So since organizing, you know, all things time management, organization, productivity is what we focus on here. Here. When it comes to organizing things outside of your calendar, I like to go to the experts in the space, which is why Laura is here. So Laura, I will let you introduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this concept of reverse organizing, which I think is amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I always love to talk about all things organizing. So as you mentioned, I run Get Organized HQ. I started about nine and a half years ago now. It's hard. It's just hard to believe. I started as a little, actually before I Heart Planners, it was super sweet life. Like I've been on quite the journey as you know, that tends to go. And I live in Indianapolis. I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. So 
basically it was just born out of when I started my blog, I didn't actually know like what the end game was. I was right. just like, okay, we're going to start. I don't think any of us do, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I had all these hobbies and interests. And one of the things that is really important when it comes to blogging and having your own business is that you need to focus on something that you could talk about for years without getting tired of it, because that's what you do. <laughs> and I quickly became clear to me, like it took like three months to realize Organizing is a thing, like really organizing. And it's not just organizing, it's home in general, like creating that safe haven, that space that is free from stress, you know, that's peaceful. Like that is where my heart is. And I realized I could talk about this for years and it's a good thing because that's what I've been doing. So that's kind of how it all started. Well, what I love about, and I started following you back with iHeart Planners. I've been watching your stuff forever. And what I love about it is it's so real. Because there are some, you know, folks out in the organizing space where it's too picture perfect that I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, how nice, but you're in the thick of it. I mean, you've got little littles at home. You're still in the world where like you clean stuff up, you come back 30 seconds later and like everything's been done out. And so this is why I just am always drawn to the strategies that you share. You're so honest and open about, yeah, this is what we're working on. This is, you know, it isn't always pretty. And so it makes it, I feel like you give such hope to all of us out there that, yeah, we can tackle this. We can still have an organized home and life, no matter what stage and phase we're in, and we can find it in a way that works for us. So I just... I love your realness with everything that you share. So thank you. So true. I feel like the temptation often is to be like, well, I can't keep everything the way I want it. So I just want to give up, you know, and that was me for a long time because I kind of have the all or nothing. And then I realized like 70% is better than nothing or, you know, like I have a couple of, you know, beautiful Pinterest spaces that stay that way all the time, but the rest of the house is more lived in looking, but it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy those spaces that stay really nice. And, you know, so yeah, yeah, I think it's just a matter of like keeping going and celebrating the successes instead of just focusing on how it's not quite perfect. And it really isn't because we live in our spaces. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I always feel bad because people see my office usually with videos, my office and my closet are like the two places in my house that are solely mine. Yes. And so they are what I would consider my picture perfect happy place because no one else lives in those but me. But then I walk out the door of my office. I'm like, welcome to real life. But I love having the safe haven when I'm feeling like things are ugly out there. I can just come sit in here for a minute and be like, at least things in here are where I last put them, hopefully, unless someone snuck in and took them out. So true. Yes. So one of your recent newsletters, I love getting my Sunday newsletter from you, shared this concept of reverse organizing. And I've never seen that talked about. And so I know that my listeners would love to, because I talk about, you know, reverse engineering goals. I mean, a lot of people do, but this concept of reverse engineering or reverse organizing was amazing. So I would love for you to share some tidbits and kind of what that is and how it works. Yeah. So I think that a lot of times when we want to organize a space, it's very common to like, you know, you first declutter, which I'm all about because clutter, you know, you never have to touch it again. And then you're like, okay, I'm left with all of these things. So 
you know, what do they fit in? What bins fit on, you know, the space that I have to go. And you kind of get all the stuff organized. And when you do that, it can look like really nice. And, you know, you can have all your stuff put back nicely. But instead, what I like to do, especially for those commonly used spaces, is like take everything away. And then instead of saying, okay, here's what I have and here's where it needs to go, say, what do I need to use when I'm here? Like, what do I want here around me? And so you kind of reverse it that way. Instead of looking at your stuff and deciding where it goes, look at your empty space and say, what should go here? So that way, especially in those like highly used places, like my desk, for example, where like I need the stuff that I use regularly to be just around me versus like something that I use every other year shouldn't be taking up that valuable real estate that I need. So I kind of like structuring it that way sometimes. That was so good. And what I did, particularly with my desk space, actually just this last weekend, because I felt like, I mean, obviously my desk is organized, I have my bins and labeled and all of that, but I intentionally took everything out and moved it to the other side of my office, just laid it out there So that when I sat down to work, I made note of what do I have to get out of my chair and go get? And what was interesting was at the end of the day, there were a lot of things still sitting on the other side of my office floor that when I looked at them, I realized I'm like, I might use that once a week. Whereas there were things that I was going back into my cabinets to get that hadn't been in my desk in the first place. And so I ended up rearranging and putting some stuff in the cabinet that had been in my desk and then moving some stuff to my desk. I was like, yeah, I use this either daily or multiple times a week. That wouldn't it be nice to just open my drawer and have it there? And it was messy in the process, but I'm really excited about where else I can take that strategy in our house to say, you know, do we have this arranged really well? And someone in my community just the other day was like, Hey, could you bring on someone to help us with best organizing a kitchen? So I know I didn't tell you, I was going to ask you this question, but I feel like that reverse organizing, that's where I want to tackle that next is our kitchen space, particularly with those bulky appliances. We have some in the attic, any tips on how we might apply this to our kitchen without literally emptying every kitchen cabinet. I mean, that would be really difficult to live in for, you know, a couple of days to do that. Hey there. If you are feeling overwhelmed, like your calendar is out of control, like you are just running against a race that will never end in terms of your to-do list, I have great news for you. I have just done a complete update on my app. Yes, I have an app in both the App Store and Google Play called The Pink Bee, and it is chock full of small but incredibly powerful trainings to help you get out of overwhelm. It includes my signature Ditch the Overwhelm training, an introduction to my time management framework. It can help get you started on weekly planning, helps you understand the four levels of planning, gives you access to my epic One Notebook Challenge, and some tips and tricks on how to get your phone organized. And all of that is available for you right inside the Pink Bee app. So open up either your app store or Google Play, do a search on the Pink Bee, all one word, download the app. And then to unlock all of that training, it's only $4.99 US. I will see you inside the app. For sure. Yeah. And I think kitchens are, yeah, they're definitely a place where I would apply this because you use it all the time. And I think 
you end up with so many things in there that you almost never use. And then you're trying to like dig out something that you use all the time. So I think that's so true. And I agree. It would be a little bit (laughs) difficult to like literally take everything out of your kitchen. So I think there's a few ways you could do it. I think some of us, we just know what we use, but another idea and something that I have tried and it, it kind of works is like putting a little sticker on things that I use or even making a list. Like, Mm. and whether, even if you didn't write it down, just try to be conscious over the next week. Like what items am I using? Like, what do I use this week? And then that'll give you a much better idea of the things that you're always reaching for. And then make sure that like the real estate that's easy to get to is where you have those things that you always use. And I think it's going to be different for everybody as far as like your cooking style and things like that. But, you know, almost everybody, and I actually really like kitchens because I think unlike most of the rest of the house, 90% of like the stuff has a home. Like I know where my plates go. I know where my cups go. I know where my silverware goes. And we know we use that all the time. So I think there is some low hanging fruit to start with. And then after that, I think when you get to the gadgety stuff or the appliances or the pots and pans, that's where it's a little bit less clear, like, hmm, which of these do I use all the time? And one thing I will say when it comes to pretty much anything, but especially the kitchen, I found myself organizing by what I wish I used all the time. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the minute you said, I was like, oh, guilty. Exactly. Yes, I'm going to use this thing to make my own whatever that I'm never going to actually make. like, or like, you know, you get a blender and you're like, I'm going to have a smoothie every day because you see that. And that lasts for yeah. like a week. And then you're like, okay, I use it every three months. So I tend to want to organize by like, oh yes, I would like to be a person who has a smoothie every day, but that's not me. Or like my stir fry pan, like stir fry is good and yummy and healthy, but I do not like chopping vegetables. And like, (laughs) I end up doing it like not all the time. And so, you know, I eventually got rid of the stir fry pan because I realized I have other pots and pans that do the same job. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So just, I think, watch out, like, ask yourself, what do I really do? Not in my ideal world. What would I use? That's not the right question. Ask what you really use. And if you get like, say it's a blender and you get back on a smoothie cake every day, great. Then change it and put your blender somewhere. But if you're not actually doing that, you know, I think that's a good question to ask for anything because I just get so caught up in what I wish I did and not what I actually did. So, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I got, I felt that one in my core. And I was thinking of this last night as I was emptying the dishwasher. I'm like, this is a good place for me to start. Like if it's in the dishwasher, it means I recently used yes. it. Yes. So, but I'm sure I am not the only one. I have the drawer. And a lot of this also comes from the fact my husband and I got married later in life and he likes to cook. So we, you know, we had to merge yeah, a lot two, of we each stuff. owned homes. We had to merge a lot of stuff. When I pull open the drawer that is like all of our cook, like the spoons, cooking utensils or whatever, I pull the same two out yep. all the time. Like we all have our favorite, yep. yet we've got over 15 of them in this drawer. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe I could just start with that drawer and we could just put everything like in a canister on the counter and like cook for a week and save like, and when you use it, then put it back in the drawer and what's left in that canister, maybe the two of us just look at it and say, do we need seven wooden spoons? Like, do we really? Because obviously we feel like we do, but I'm going to pull the same one that I've had and loved for years, every single time that I cook. And I just, I think we have a lot of extra 
stuff in there, but it's, oh, so-and-so gave it to me, or, you know, I have intentions of using it because I'd surely be a better cook if I cooked with this instead of that, but I'm just not going to do it. So I think that there's going to be really interesting ways to kind of slow roll tackling this reverse organizing our kitchen, you know, like I I I don't need to for the plates, the plates go where they are. They've always been there. We use them. That's fine. But it's the drawers of all the, and I am a gadget lover, like hardcore gadget lover. Yeah. I don't mind the gadgets either. I mean, I cook some, but I love baking and I have a decent number of gadgets because when you're baking, you kind of need those specialized tools. Like, you know, and I actually blender that I use them. Like, so I'm totally with you there. I like starting with the drawers that you see most often, because then I think you're also going to feel just lighter and better. Like you're going to open the drawer and it's going to feel Good. The other thing about kitchens that I have done my entire life, because I have lived in multiple different, you know, apartments and houses and had all different sizes and amounts of storage in a kitchen. But especially when I had a much smaller space, I got creative. And like we, in our first house, we turned our coat closet into a pantry because it was right across from the kitchen. There was really, I mean, there was one cabinet that was supposed to be a pantry, but you know, it didn't really fit everything. And we didn't need the coat closet. Like we had closets, you know, in our bedrooms. So we just turned that into a pantry and got creative. And so I think with the things that you don't use very often, you can get creative. Like, do you have a basement storage space? Do you have, I mean, I've stored them in like closet, (laughs) like strange. I remember my first house, similar, very little storage space. And so those appliances, I really wasn't going to on the regular. We're in the guest room closet, like up high on the shelves. So I was like, yes. you know. I think that's totally good because you don't want your kitchen to be so stuffed that like, to me, it just gets overwhelming when I look and like mm-hmm. the whole cabinet is stuffed. And then I have to pull eight things out to get to the thing that's in the back corner. I would rather store it yeah, somewhere where it's easy to get to, even if it's a little bit odd, or I have to walk a few steps <laughs> to get to it. And especially if you want to keep it like, the food processor, for example, I mean, I was talking to my husband the other day and I was like, a lot of people would say to declutter it because we use it probably twice a year, but when I use it, I need it. Like, you have to have it. No way yeah. I'm going to slice like, you know, if I'm having a big crowd, there's no way I'm going to slice like 50 potatoes into tiny little discs. Like this takes a four hour project and makes it take 15 minutes. So when I want it, yeah. <laughs> I want to use it. So I didn't want to get rid of it, but it's not something I use all the time that needs like premium counter space. Well, that's like our, I'm sure everyone who got, you know, was of my generation. I have the fondue pot, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> How often do we sit down and make fondue? We've done it once in 10 years. We just did it a couple months ago, but for the first like four years of our marriage, it was right there in one of like the cabinets that you opened up. And I would pull this fondue pot out like multiple times a week. Finally, now it's up in the attic. So at least it's there because when we do it, it's fun to have. I don't want to get rid of it, but, and I'm okay walking two flights of stairs once a year to get out said fondue pot. But again, I like that idea of find somewhere else to put it. So you're not cramming it into your kitchen and then your kitchen feels less overwhelming Yeah. instead of just, cause then I will go extreme and be like, we're getting rid of everything when maybe I wished I'd had, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just up to you. Like some people really want to be totally minimalist and like, that's my mom. We'll make do, you know, if we want fondue, we'll use some other method or we won't have it or something. And that's fine if you like that. But if you don't want to do that, I think there are other options of just seeing what your personal comfort level is and how much you want to keep. And, but I do think no matter what, like you're in your kitchen so much, you want to like really feel good in there. (laughs) 
you know, like you want to feel free. You want to open the drawer and just feel good about it. All right. I'm going to start this reverse organizing drawer by drawer with my husband and I over the next week, week and a half. And I'm going to be very interested to see, I might even, you know, guys, I think I'll I'll take a picture of the spoon drawer that I'm talking about. We'll see where we end up after we do that. But I just think that this reverse organizing idea is just such a less overwhelming way to chip away at things over the course of time without having to completely, you know, uproot entire living spaces at once. Yeah. And I think Um, drawers are great too, because they get overstuffed so easily. And then, I mean, I also like some of the stuff you typically put in drawers, I put in upper cabinets because I have a lot of extra upper cabinet space. So I just take those little bins and I have a couple things that like most people would expect to find in a drawer, but I'm like this, we use like every couple months. And I don't want it taking up my drawer space. So smart. I hadn't even thought of that, of like making a little bin of those baking tools that when I need them, I need them, but I'm not using them on the regular and putting them up high. And I can just grab that bin out and they're all there. Yeah. And I have these, the container store is where I like to get them. They're not even that expensive where it's designed to fit in an upper cabinet and has a handle with the plot. So it's really easy. Even if it's fairly high, it's easy to get to. And you don't even have to take the whole bit out to grab something out. So it's almost as easy as a drawer. So that's what I use for some of my stuff that you would typically find like my pastry blender, for example, like that pastry cutter when I need it, like I use it, but I would say like maybe every other month I might make biscuits or something that needs it. And so I'm like, I don't really want it taking up my drawer space. So that's still easy to get to. And I just happen to have extra upper cabinet space. So that's like my little trick that I like to. Oh, I mean, I was funny. I was just at the container store yesterday. I must've been channeling my, oh, my I love the thoughts store. about our chat today, <laughs> but this makes me want to go back. I saw those and I was at the well, Dollar Tree that. has knockoffs, but they do not fit in upper cabinets is the problem. They're slightly too big. So you can't close your cabinet. And I'm like, Dollar Tree, make it smaller. It would be cheaper yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, the answer, they're not that expensive, but obviously at the Dollar Tree, they're only a dollar. So if you wanted to do it in your lower cabinets, I think you could use the Dollar Tree ones, but yeah, the container store has them. I'm ones excited. Now I have an excuse to go back to the container store. Well, yes, that, that's just what we always need. Is. I instantly feel like a better human being. I'm just walking in. I'm like, and I'm just a better person because I'm standing in a store <laughs> where everything is organized. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Laura, this has been so helpful. Do you have, other than that top storage idea, any of your current favorite? must have organizing products. So there is one organizing product. This is kind of weird, but I always say if I were stranded on a desert island and I could only have one organizing bin, it would be the multi-purpose bin from the container store. Um, multi-purpose bin. Okay. And- I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes yes. so everyone can see what you're talking about. Okay. So it's basically, well, they now have it in more than one color, but most of them are clear. It comes in four different sizes and it's an open top. It has a handle. There's some that are real skinny, medium, large, and then the extra large is actually a little bit deeper and it would fit even a hanging file or file folder or full-size paper. But those multi-purpose bins, I will tell you, I have used them like absolutely everywhere. Shelves, cabinets, pantry, garage, car. And what I love about them is like, they are incredibly versatile. They don't have a lid and there are times when you need a lid, but for most things, it's easier not to have a lid. And I'm a huge fan of whenever possible, I don't buy a new type of container. Like if I'm organizing a new closet, I want to use things that I already have. 
And even if I need more, buy more of those because it's way more versatile. That way I can interchange. Like if later we change up this closet, it's more interchangeable. And when I've moved, the whole thing has been completely easy to interchange. So I feel like those are just your most versatile. And while I wouldn't call them cheap necessarily for the container store, they're impressively affordable. I think they range like the smallest one is like four or $5. And the biggest one is maybe 10. So they're not too bad. That's not um, too bad. But again, no, you're especially... going to get the quality of something that's going to last. Yes. So those would be like my top organizing. And so many people have bought them and like showed me what they did with them. And oh, awesome. it's also like one of my secrets with them is people always come and talk about how organized my pantry is. but Usually it's not really organized at all. All I did was put a bunch of the multi-purpose bins in and threw stuff in and it automatically looks organized. It's like the easy, lazy way to organize. That's smart. So, okay. I like easy and I like lazy when it comes to pantry type stuff. So, yeah. So that's oh, been our so, secret to so pantry good. organization. You guys, I will tell you, it was one of the highlights of my year last year was being invited to be a part of the Get Organized HQ Summit. I am still rewatching videos from that. I mean, it is so jam-packed. So it is something that Get Organized hosts every year, but it's in the fall. So you guys will have to wait for that. But in the meantime, where is the best place for everybody to connect with you? Because I mean, honestly, just getting your month, that weekly newsletter of your stuff, there is gold in that every single week. So where's the best place for people to get into all of the Get Organized HQ world? So our website is Get Organized HQ. So like HQ stands for headquarters. Dot com. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Do and it. Then as far as social media, I'm most active on Instagram, although I'm not, I'm not a super active social media person, but you can keep in touch with us on Instagram or get organized HQ and you'll see me. And if you want to see like the real stuff, that's like stories is usually where I share it. Yeah. <laughs> so- no, I love your stories. And what I appreciate with your weekly newsletter guys is when you sign up for it, it's not like now you're going to get 27 emails every oh, single no, week. Yeah. Like I love, and I've done something similar with my business. I got such value out of your new newsletters. I'm like, okay, I need to do the same for the people in my world. Cause the last thing I want to do is create more clutter and all of that. So I look forward to my weekly newsletter from you and diving into your great tips and tricks, but having you here has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been so fun. I always love to talk about organizing. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys in the summit later this year as well. Sounds good. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.